Welcome to From Caving In to Crushing It, the podcast for those who find themselves immersed in adversity and choose to write their story instead of having others write it for them. I'm Drew Duraney, and I'm your host. Hey, Joe. Good to see you, my friend. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to this. All right. So I usually get, get right into this because uh, you have an absolutely amazing story from the last time we spoke. I learned a lot and I wanted to dive more into this. So, um, geez, I, I think we'll start, start where you want. But I just want to get the, the, really p- get people to know the essence of Joe Rude. Sure. Uh, so I, um, I'm recently retired police officer from, uh, we're from Wayne, New Jersey, uh, retired from the Wayne police department in 2020. I served 25 years in the Wayne police department. I'm a father of four children. Um, one girl, Kira, uh, and three boys, Garrett, Jake, and Brayden. Uh, Garrett happens to have, uh, down syndrome and autism mm-hmm. and, um everyone else is uh fine <laughs> no special needs but um Garrett was born in 2003 and we had uh we were kind of given a curveball with him and we had no idea that he was going to have special needs now Garrett is in what order of the children he's our second so your second so the so your first is well, what's your Kira? first Okay, and and born with without special needs. So uh, the second time around, you were kind of thro- throwing a curveball. Tell me about that. Um, it resonates with me because my oldest son um, has autism, and we didn't expect that. So I'd, I'd like to hear, uh, you know, your point of view and how that how that came about. Your you know thoughts and all that. Yeah. So. Um uh you know we had our you know our daughter kira and she was uh you know our little miss sunshine so to speak and then uh we you know we were pleasantly surprised when we were having uh you know my wife was pregnant paulette was pregnant uh and but she was carrying a little low and she was being monitored for low birth uh low birth weight um and for the baby and then you know you know the day he was being born um uh, i remember specifically you know being in the delivery room um you know being a police officer when he was being delivered you could see the looks on the doctor's face uh, and the nurses that something was wrong and and uh, i didn't know we didn't know what it was um but you know they kind of called us in the room and uh they said to us you know we have to talk to you about something and you know we were so nervous uh and they told us you know an hour later that he had down syndrome and we were kind of blown away um because you know we'd seen we had been seeing specialists and no one caught it Hmm. uh not that it would have made a difference but you know, had we, you know, we found out later that uh, a lot of children with Down syndrome uh, have holes in their heart, and he happened to have a hole in his heart, and we would have, you know, chosen to have him uh, born at a different hospital. Uh, fortunately, right. everything worked out, 
Um, but that, that that began our journey into the world of, of special needs. Right. And um, what was your feeling at that at that point? Um, you know, some people have that victim mindset. Some are just surprised, and some have just unconditional love. Just I just curious what that feeling was when you learned about Garrett. Uh, we were, we were, you know, a little bit of shock. Um, we didn't, you know, we didn't know how to act or react. Yeah. Um, I remember someone, um, at the hospital, I don't know if it was a nurse or the nurse, uh, gave us a poem called Welcome to Holland. And, uh, she happened to be, I think, related to my sister-in-law okay it was just a blessing in disguise that she was working there and uh the whole uh, the poem basically says something about you know you you're, you're planning a this amazing trip with your family to go to italy um you know to go see the vatican and uh, venice and uh, all these beautiful sites in italy um and as your um as your about to land, the pilot gets on board on the on the speaker and says, "You know, there's been a detour. Um, we're landing in Holland, and and you freak out because you're like, oh, I had this this trip planned for years, and um, you know, I want to I want to go see Michelangelo and and every everything in the in Italy. And you step off on the plane uh, and you 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 start walking through Holland and you realize." You know, Holland's got windmills and these beautiful flowers, and it's a beautiful country. And it was just a beautiful analogy. Mm -hmm. And it took us, you know, years to right to appreciate that poem. But yeah, yeah. I um, you know, special needs, the special needs world, um, uh, is not something you choose, but you come to really appreciate what a gift um these children are absolutely um so um you know it was tons of therapy and um people coming to our house you know day after day and uh my rotating schedule and my wife uh was working part-time and you know we had two children at the time it was it was a whirlwind of activities <clears throat> right um, I, you know, I was working around the clock and, you know, it became stressful for, uh, for me and for him and Garrett started having, uh, seizures. Um, you know, they were called infantile spasms. Right. Um, so it, it was, um, it was not, a, you know, it was not a simple time in our life. So how's Garrett doing now? He's amazing. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's twenty years old. Uh, uh, wow. He's got another year of school. Uh huh. Um, and uh, he's very musical, musically oriented. Uh, you know, there's not a a beat he doesn't drum to. And um, you know, a couple of days ago was World Down Syndrome Day, and uh, I posted something on Facebook. You know, just about that. I said, you know, 20 years ago, I knew knew very few people in the world with Down syndrome. Right. 
but I would never, you know, change that, go back. Uh, Absolutely. It was just been an amazing journey and uh, we, we love it. Tell me about his, his musical uh, expertise. What is he, what does he like? What does he do? Uh, he, he loves, uh, the drums, right. well, um, but he's very, has a strong, um, he has this one stool that my one son used for an art project. <laughs> okay. So he brings that everywhere we go. That's um, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, he brings it on the football field. He'll bring it to family events and, um, he brings it to uh, like we have a, mu a musical a music teacher that comes over right that plays piano with him and that, but i mean he knows every beat rhythm he my father-in-law used to be in a band um, right he'll, he'll play with him and oh that's great yeah yeah he's just he's just a true rock star that's all that's awesome and you know music is beautiful therapy for everybody and and uh and his artistic ability it's got to be thrilling to see especially to see you play see him playing with your with your father-in-law in the band <laughs> that must have been great yeah yeah it's really it's really cool good for you good for you so tell me a little about the 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 police force what were some wonderful things you got out of it and then leaving how, how it was transitioning out from the police force um, as I, I have spoken to quite a few former police officers and former military service men and women, and the transition out is is dif different, interesting because both both you're trained to compartmentalize life, mm -hmm. you know, separate the two, and then you get into back into the, the real life, and assimilating is is a challenge. So if you could tell me a little bit about that. Um. Yeah, so I did most of my career on the road um, uh, until until the end. Mm -hmm. um, and what I really liked the most was, um, you know, the ability to help people. Right. Um, you know, whether it was, you know, uh, having helping to save a life or, um, you know, help with somebody uh, broken down on the on the side of the road or right. just you know, console a family who's, you know, going through some kind of struggle, whether right. it's domestic violence or, um, you know, helping was what I liked. Um, you know, I didn't like the, you know, just the, 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 the barking dog complaints, or, <laughs> yeah. you know, the BS, um, right. barking complaints or, yeah. um, you know, loud neighbors. Um, obviously, some of the excite exciting stuff. Um, it was it was always fun to be a, a part of. Um, right. And, um, you know, the um, the amazing thing was uh, the ability for people to. Uh, you know, rally around and see that spirit of of uh, of helping in times of crisis. You know, um, was a part of many different um, bloods that we had here throughout, right. throughout town, um, and you know, just being part of those different groups um, was was kind of kind of neat to 
to uh, be able to help with rescues and, um, you know, unfortunately see the, that disaster firsthand be in the water or in the boats. Right. Um, you know, and thankfully it doesn't have, it hasn't been happening too much, but there's always that, that potential. Um, and then, you know, you see some, some of the worst part of society too. Right. Um, and that kind of, kind of gets to you and, um, you know, and you try to, you know, forget it. Um, and, and, you know, I had the tendency to journal about it and or um i was keeping um the audio of it oh you were okay yeah but then that unfortunately i lost we lost all that um, okay uh. uh and you mentioned um you know how did i transition you know from law enforcement to where I am now, I you know, became an entrepreneur. So 2008, um, we uh, had a house fire. Um, and um, every year for 10 years, I had stained, we had a mahogany porch. That, right. um, that um, and that year I happened to stain it later in the year, um, didn't dispose of the rags, uh, in the manner that they were supposed to. Um, I would usually put them in a empty container, you know, the, the stain container, but that year I didn't have, you know, get, get rid of enough stain. So I just threw them in the garbage can and I happened to go to the emergency room that night because I, you know, wasn't feeling well. And as I came back, um, I noticed, um, it looked like there was a light on at the at the end of the driveway, and um, I thought the kids maybe had, um, you know, left the toy on. Um, and at this point, we had four children, um, mm -hmm. and as I pulled up, I realized it, there was a, a small fire in the garbage in the garbage can. So I hopped out of the car, and uh, I was like, "Let me try and put it out." I grabbed the hose from the side of the house, and that for whatever reason was disconnected and I freaked oh, out. Boy. Okay. So I ran up the stairs and tried to get in the in the house and my I realized I left my keys in the car which was still running. So I started banging on the door and um uh I started screaming, you know, get out, get out. And I, I guess my wife instinctively came running down the stairs with well, we had a six month old, you know, however, however old the kids were at that time, but my daughter was seven. So seven, you know, now we have our son with special needs who's six, maybe a five year old and a six month old. Wow. Get them all across the street uh, to the neighbors. And that night we had, I had brought a propane tank under the porch. We were going to go deep fried turkey. Um, oh boy. And, uh, as I'm deciding whether or not to go back inside, you know, to get some stuff out, the propane tank explodes um, and uh, we lose the whole house. So um, it was, you know, a complete disaster. My father and I had pretty much rebuilt that whole house, you know, after 10 years. And you just watched the whole thing go up in flames. Um, oh my gosh, Joe, you know, 
it's interesting. If you hadn't been feeling well, you know, sick and gone to the emergency room, you wouldn't have been then driving back and parking at the time you saw the light. You think about those types of the way that unfolded, you know, unbelievable. Yeah. 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 And I'm getting the chills just even thinking about it. Like there was a, um, a girl I knew from the first aid squad who was a nurse at the hospital. Right. The hospital was mobbed that night. And she's like, oh, let me get you out of here. You know, another five minutes waiting. Absolutely. You know, we're not having this conversation today. Um, oh, my gosh. And you, you think about that, too. If she wasn't working uh, yeah. that shift, no one else would have probably come up and said, let's get you out of here. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, unbelievable. You know, there are uh, there are silver linings in challenging situations, and thank God for those those silver linings because um, those are the miracles we talk about. You know. Yeah, and and you know my my wife um, you know handled it so much better than you know I did. You know, she's always said you know none of us got hurt, none of us breathed in any smoke, no firefighters got injured right um and you know eventually after some um you know therapy and and um you know speaking to someone i was able to begin helping other Mm -hmm. fire victims um you know throughout my career um you were blaming yourself weren't you uh yeah to somewhat yeah somewhat you know it was a um uh mistake you know yeah. that i made um and but i you know i was able to help you know people at the paint store uh, you right. know other you know other victims get back on their feet um, right even you know to this you know to this day um how many years ago was it now 14 15 years right so you know Whatever the plan is that that uh, you know God has for us, it all right. all worked out. Well, tell me about the people you've helped since then, because did, did, I think you told me a couple of specifics where you, because of your experience, now you've been able to help people with uh, fires and whatnot. Yeah, so I mean, uh, th- there's a we partnered with um, uh, like an insurance, the insurance adjuster. Um, who helped us, um, I was able to basically, you know, because of my connections um, in the police department, go to different fires, you know, throughout the town, um, you know, not as a paid person, just as a as an experienced person. Right, right. And um, go to these different homes and you know, basically say, I've been, you know, I've been in your shoes, um, reach out to this person and, uh, he can help you, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, you're in, you're in shock now. I, I've been there. Um, they, you know, th- you know, this is all just stuff, right? You know, some of it may mean, you know, may want to look at it down the road, but, um, you know, reach out to them and, and numerous people have sent me messages or wow. cards and, um, 
just recently saw somebody at at church we were standing in, in the aisle and i had no idea who this person was and they're like are you officer rude and like yeah and she's like i'm so-and-so and you helped us with a fire i was like oh wow that's got to feel good we, you know I give you a lot of credit, man. Thank you for your service as a police officer and for the stuff you're doing now. Um, it's it's heartwarming to hear people like you be able to give after going through some stuff. Um, I'd like to learn about after you left the police force, how did you get into solar? Yeah, so while we were we were looking for a place to stay, the community rallied around us like beyond crazy like crazy uh-huh. um like you can't even imagine you know, <laughs> we had four, four kids in different four different schools and it was nuts to the point where we had to like put an ad in the paper and saying you know thank you for your help please help somebody else something like that um, <laughs> oh, wow. okay food and clothes and right so, right it was so it was so overwhelming so generous wow. and um and so the guy who lived next door to my in-laws or two houses away mm-hmm. um own the property next to them and he said joe you know you guys could stay here until you get back on your feet we're gonna we're gonna make this house green and i'm like i don't care what color you're gonna paint it <laughs> i love that answer <laughs> and, you know, i'm some dumb cop <laughs> green energy and uh yeah. He's like, no, we're going to put solar on this house and, you know, do geothermal heat. Um, but um, the issue was there was like too many stairs mm-hmm. for, uh, for Garrett. Right. Um, and, and we just couldn't do it. So we moved into the house where we are now. And I started looking into the solar thing a little bit. And we became a solar customer. Okay. 20, 2010. Okay. Um, so then 2016, I started thinking about, you know, what's going to be my exit from the police department. Right. And um, I found this company that I'm with now called Power. And I really like their mission and their values and, um, you know, their objectives of, of, of giving back and they're a public benefit corporation. And uh, I started working with them part time, you know, in my spare time, and uh, I've been doing it since then. Mm-hmm. You know, and my goal, um, you know, is to help every homeowner that I speak with. But eventually, right. you know, I really want to focus on the special needs community and help okay. those. Um, you know, we do mostly residential um, solar. Mm-hmm. Um, if a commercial project comes my way, then, you know, I have different connections for that, but. Right. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that since 2016 and, and, uh, we're saving the, saving the world of dirty energy. Good for you. Good for you. Well, when you, when you get to the point where you know what you want to do for the special needs community, uh, keep me informed about that. Cause I would love to, uh, support. Yes, yes. Yeah, ultimately, um, you know, like I said, Garrett has another year left of, of school. Right. Uh, and we're, uh, we're contemplating um, creating uh, 
some kind of um, like a cafe. Um, there's one that we're modeling it off of, out of that's based out of Long Beach Island called Compassion mm. Cafe. Okay. Which um, really employs um, young adults with, with disabilities and um, they serve, you know, breakfast type items. And, mm -hmm. uh, employees also do like little skits. They play music. Um, it's a, you know, it's, I think it's like Monday through Thursday and they work from like seven to 11. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're trying, we're trying to get that going. Maybe, uh, there's a space here in Wayne at the Y. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll keep compassion cafe. All right. I get, when I get down back down to Long Beach Island, uh, do you know what, what town it is in Long Beach Island? Um, last year they did it. They hosted it the, at the seashell. Okay. Uh, and I think it's going to be back there again. So it moves around. So it's not an actual like. Yeah. So like okay. whatever local business uh, the year before they had it at um, uh, Barry's do me a flavor. Oh, yes. That's I love that place. Yeah. Yeah. So last year was at the seashell. I think it's going to be back there at the seashell. You think? Um, okay. Because I'm going to go down this summer. So I'll, I'll go down to the seashell and find out about yeah, that. So that's they a great idea. They donate their time. Um, you know, whenever this, the summer season uh, kicks off. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'd love to. If you do that up in uh, down in Wayne, man, let me know. That'd be awesome. Yeah, That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, I, as much as I'd like to talk to you all day, let's we'll, we'll wrap this up. And, and I like to end with two questions. All right. So now you put your put your uh, your advisory cap on and you're sitting with young seven to 10 year old Joseph Rude, and you want to give him some advice about life. What is that one piece of advice you're going to give young Joe? Uh, don't give up on your dreams uh, just because um, some coach or adult has uh, given their opinion about you that you're not good enough in uh, a sport or a uh, uh, something you're passionate about. Uh, wow, that's good advice. I, I, I may I make the assumption that <laughs> you had some experience with yeah. that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you know, I'm uh, I'm fortunate that um, you know my my second son Jake is extremely passionate about baseball yes and he's um that you know it's all he's been doing since he's like four years old reads it and um he you know so to the point where he's a little little crazy um <laughs> i love it i love it yeah so and um you know and, and we're you know tell him not you know not to give up on his dreams and and he's going to be playing next year. Good, um, you know, college, college baseball. Um, awesome. Yeah. So, and I, yeah, I got. I remember I was the last kid cut from the high school team, um, and it was completely deflated. I got yeah. home. My, yeah. my moped was stolen that day. Oh, geez. Uh, it was like a crappy day. And, it's be one of those days. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is great advice. Now, thank you for sharing that, Joe. Um, you're going to put a different hat on now. Now you're talking to Joe, 
who's embarking on his business career, entrepreneurial career, whatever type of business career he's going into, what business advice are you going to give young Joe? Young seven-year-old Joe? No, we're at the young 20, 19-year-old Joe embarking on his business career. Still young at 19, 20. So what kind of advice are you going to give him? Um, I would tell him um, this isn't your forever job and try multiple multiple things um you know there's you can learn a lot from many different people and uh um and you know network with as many different people as you can because um there's a lot of people out there with a lot of uh great experience that is certainly great advice, Joe. Thank you for sharing. Well, I, I know that the audience, you, I'm sure you resonated with many, many different types of people, and they're going to want to know how to reach out to you, how to find you. Uh, tell me how, what the best way it is for all of us to, to reach out to you. Sure. Uh, my uh, website is paneltheearth.com, and you can find me on uh LinkedIn, uh, Joe Rude, um, Joe Rude at LinkedIn.com, I guess. I don't even know how that. That's all right. I'll find, I'll find the right one. I'll put it in the show notes. That's okay. Yeah. And then on um, Facebook is um, Panel the Earth um, also. Okay. So Panel the Earth is in Facebook. Okay. Absolutely. All right. And uh, you want to share? Sure. Are you okay sharing email or you want to keep that? Oh, yeah. How would you do that? Email is uh, joe at paneltheearth.com. All right. Sounds good. And I'll have that in the show notes as well. Hey, Joe, thank you so much for coming. You have an amazing story and um, your, all your challenges, you're turning them into opportunities for other people. And uh, I, impl I totally uh, respect you and appreciate you. And thanks for, uh, for coming on. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Take care. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and give us a review to help others find it. If you find yourself immersed in adversity and would like to find support from other men in times of struggle, please become a member of my Men Supporting Men Collaboration Tribe by emailing me at drew at profitcompassion.com expressing your interest, and I'll get in touch with you. Speak to you soon.